Shanna Covey, creator and host of Always Shine Brightly. I named this podcast Always Shine Brightly because I believe that is what we are each here to do. And in times where we feel we're not shining bright, I feel it's still our purpose to work through and shift whatever is dimming our light. In this podcast, I'm speaking with guests who I see as bright lights in the world despite any struggles they may have gone through. The more of us who do this, the better the world becomes. Join us on this shared mission to make the world a brighter place. I'm excited to be back on the podcast recording. Today's guest is Michelle Bowen. Welcome, Michelle. So happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. <laughs> Wonderful. I'd just love to start off by giving just a little bit of an overview to listeners with what your work is and how we met. And um, we actually met uh, earlier this year when you reached out to me on behalf of a prior guest that we had, which was you're the you're the link between having Hema Herding on the podcast earlier. So listeners, if you haven't heard her episode, it's really great. And yeah. you can just kind of scroll back and look for it. But Michelle, you and your in your own right, have your have your own stuff going on, which is why you're on the podcast today. And you have a specific focus on on the angle of parenting from the from the point of using a, a more awakened spiritual teachings. And I know you're an author, you've written a book called uh, Your Child is Your Guide, in which we're going to get into that you have a coaching practice, which seems to be a, on an angle on parenting. And I also think that we have we definitely have crossover from from the Bentinho Massaro community. We have a lot of a lot of mutual Facebook friends from there, but I think we even have a crossover with um, a Course in Miracles. Is that correct? Yes, um, to the degree that I did dabble in the Course in Miracles um, teachings as well okay. um, while I was yes. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. So I just feel like we have like a similar similar foundation, but I love that Mm -hmm. your the angle on your work is parenting. And first, I would just kind of love to hear a bit about your journey to to kind of choosing to focus on parenting, or maybe just your journey in general, even before that choice came about. Yes, beautiful. So I started um, waking up if you will, around 2012. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, seeking and um, reading a lot of books and and just waking up to to myself being more than my physical body Mm -hmm. around 2012. And, And, you know, I got pregnant with my daughter in 2014 and one of my biggest fears was that it was that having a child was going to be um, as happy as I was about the fact that I was becoming a mother, and as excited as I was about my child coming into this, you know, into my life. Mm-hmm. I was afraid that it, I was afraid that it was going to hinder um, realizing more of who I am. Right, and. Mm, and uh, it ended up being actually um, the best thing that could have ever happened to me and actually an experience actually um, accelerated my my expansion on all levels wow. and in all areas. So, so that's how I came into... Um, 
into folk into focusing on parenting. So first you were yes, you were on correct. you were on your general journey and and, mm-hmm. and that makes sense that there would have been a concern that coming mm-hmm. into becoming a parent where where I'm not a parent, but as I can presume with all parents is that your child becomes like mm-hmm. your your number one priority and your number one focus. And mm-hmm. there are, I would imagine there are many out there who kind of think that oh, if they were waking up early or whatever they may have been doing to focus on their on their spiritual process, that that may go out the window when a child comes into their life. And mm-hmm. I love that your angle is no, like you, you, you specifically named your book, your child is your child is your guide. And yes. can you speak into that as how it's not like a silo of, oh, I've got my parenting role. Oh, I've got my, my, my meditation role. Like it's all mm-hmm. together. It's all one thing. And how, how your role as a parent, your child is reflecting back to you where there are, are opportunities for growth and you the role itself is an opportunity just to show up in a, in a higher state. Yes. You know, when you don't have a child, it, it's not that you're, you don't have the opportunities presented day to day, moment to moment to accelerate your growth and to, um, and to accelerate your expansion. It's not that when you don't have a child, you do, you're not presented with those opportunities. It's just that when you have a child, your child is with you 24 seven, you know, mm-hmm. even if they go to school, you know, your child is, your child is always on your mind and everything that you're doing, you know, you're, you have to take into consideration your child. So that along with being with them, you know, pretty much every day, all day, you just have so many, so many potent opportunities to overcome your conditioning. And, and so that is how your experience is um, amplified and how your ability to expand into more of who you are is accelerated if we, if we choose to look at what can be perceived as obstacles that, um, with our children as entry points to pretty much everything we've ever wanted in our life. If we choose to look at those many moments with our children um, that we get frustrated, angry, upset because what I have found to be the case is that if, you know, if I uh, bypass that with my child and continued to just see it as, oh, this is just the things that happen as a parent, the, you know, you're going to get frustrated. You're just going to get upset over these small things. It's just the way things are as, as a parent. Mm-hmm. If I continued to bypass those things with her, then I would have experienced those um, in other containers with coworkers, with peers, mm-hmm. with family. So it was going to, it, it was going to come up in other ways. It meaning the opportunities to overcome my conditioning mm-hmm. and, um, and to expand. So it's just that as parents, we have such a beautiful way to just, um, break, break patterns in ways that trickle down to all of the generations that are coming. You know, my daughter's five years old. Mm -hmm. So if I use my relationship with her in a way to, um, to go within and to expand and to grow, um, then I pass that down to her by default, as Mm -hmm. opposed to passing down my conditioning by default. Therefore, um, 
when we use our relationships in this way, you know, our, our grandchildren, our great grandchildren, our great, great grandchildren, they're, they're just smiling right now, you know, because of the work that we are doing with our children, then, you know, it impacts Mm -hmm. every aspect, you know, the work that you do with your child. It's not just for you, child. It impacts every aspect of your life. You know, if you, if we can be harmonious with our children, then, then we've taken care of everything else in our lives, everything from relationships with our spouses and our partners mm-hmm. to, um, you know, to, um, to relationships with money, to mm-hmm. relationships in, in, if we har if we harmonize with our children, it impacts every area of, of your life. So that's why, I, that's another reason why I love working with, working with parents. That's, those are, a few of the reasons why I love working with parents. Well, I love what you've shared so far. I love that instead of seeing, instead of seeing a spiritual path and the parental role as two separate things that you actually, and you actually see that your placing your child as your priority simultaneously places your spiritual journey as a priority Mm -hmm. because of the way it both works together. Mm -hmm. And you also have a mirror back to to any of your mm-hmm. trigger points or lack beliefs or you know any of that kind of stuff <laughs> you have a constant mirror you actually don't get a break mm-hmm. from it so either you if you use that no. mirror no. <laughs> if you use that mirror mm-hmm. to really propel you forward i can totally see how utilizing the role of parent would accelerate one's journey so much because again keeping that child in in the child's growth as a priority that means that you automatically keep your own spiritual journey as a priority and you don't let yourself get away with stuff that maybe if you didn't have the child there and you were trying to grow through relationships that weren't a mirror for you throughout the day 24 7 maybe it's a co-worker that was causing you a problem that you had to work with well every night you went home you got a break from it or the weekends you got a break from it or if it's mm-hmm. you know some other relationship <laughs> that you don't see all the time you would either put it on the back burner and delay looking out at, at what that situation is mirroring back in terms of the opportunity to come back into our own wholeness mm. so if yes. you I mean, if you want to kind of share, what were some pivotal moments for you that you that have been um, pivotal, pivotal? No, that's not that way you say that. Pivotal in in and <laughs> <laughs> creating kind of some accelerated growth. Were there some particular moments, or do you feel that it's just been all these little moments adding up? I, I'm always curious to hear kind of what what people's bigger moments were. Yeah. So, you know, it it, it is, you know, it is, uh, you know, because it gets, you know, the more you continue to play with the dynamic between you and your child in, in you play with, in a sense, the more you are willing to look to utilize your relationship with your child as a, a container, as an incubator of sorts for your own transformation and growth. Um, selfish, yes, to a degree, but it definitely, the, the child benefits drastically. Everything in your experience benefits from doing so. And you use your relationship with your child as an incubator for your own transformation in that way, mm-hmm. um, then, you, you, you know, it starts to get very, very subtle, the, um, 
what you start to detect within yourself mm-hmm. that still is calling for healing. Mm-hmm. So, so, but in the beginning, yes, it was, it was very loud. It was very <laughs> loud in the sense of the obvious things. Right. Okay, the contrast was bigger. Knew, I already knew coming into being a parent that I, yeah, much larger. Right. So, <laughs> so like, um, I already knew coming into being a parent that I did, I was not spanking my child. Um, Mm -hmm. I grew up, I was raised, you know, my, both sides of my family, uh, you know, it was unheard of to raise it and spanking is not, that was just like a known, Mm -hmm. like you have a child, there will be spankings, right? Right. Right. (laughs) It just came with it. Yeah. I knew early, early on that I would not be utilizing that. It just never resonated. It was even, even when I wasn't there at all, I didn't even know what consciousness was. Mm-hmm. I just, I just knew deep down that if I have a child in the future, I'm not using any physical discipline. It just didn't sit. It just didn't resonate. So when I had a child, when I had my daughter, you know, all of my, all, you know, when I had her, I thought that I was at a level that I had already cleared a lot to where having her was going to be a breeze because <laughs> you just, I just, I just, you know, <laughs> but actually what then, what happened with me was that she came in and kind of was like, I know you've done a lot of work. I know you, I, I know you've done a lot of work, but there's so much more. <laughs> and, you know, so a lot of things came up, a lot of things came up. So much came up that needed to be looked at, accepted, acknowledged, loved. And um, I realized that although I was not spanking her, I, you know, in the beginning, I was yelling. Mm. So, so I had to, so that was one of the loud, you know, and pivotal, pivotal things that, um, that, you know, got worked on, got worked with, you know, first. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I just, you know, after, after that was worked with, those moments were worked with enough uh, that, that aspect started to dissolve, but then there was, there was more. And then it started to get very, very subtle, um, energetically with what needed to, to be cleared. And so that's so beautiful with uh, parenthood. And when we use it in a particular way, um, that, that accelerates our growth and, and just, you know, just the transformation is so epic is because, the, the subtleties, um, they just don't ever let up. It's right. like they are our best co-creators, um, in, in that, in that aspect. So, well, let's just, let so me... now we're at a point where, mm-hmm. oh, I was just going to pause for a Go second, ahead. just to kind of dive more into the, the paradigm, the old paradigm around spanking and like the new paradigm mm-hmm. around not doing that. And I, I've read Mm -hmm. your post where you share about that. And just for people who kind of haven't had a shift in their Mm -hmm. perception there, could you just share some of the ways that you, you perceptually see that? Cause I think that that would easily kind of like at least offer a secondary Mm -hmm. perception. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, so, spankings is is spanking or discipline it's it's just it's it's just it's deeply rooted in 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 control Mm -hmm. you know in controlling our external circumstances and so 
when, you know, if anyone, if anyone aware or not just chooses to, to just chooses to look at that, like, I, I don't know about, I can't speak for everyone, of course, but I know me personally, I never saw anybody spank their child and do so with a smile on their face, just right. very, very happy and excited. You right. Know? And, and that's just a, that's just a, that's just uh, that goes to show that it doesn't feel good to do it, you know, mm-hmm. now. And if it doesn't feel good to do it, why are we we're being called now to ask ourselves, why are we doing what we are doing mm-hmm. and to, to really give ourselves the permission to ask these questions that maybe our parents um, did not ask or our grandparents did not think to ask themselves, like, why are we doing what we are doing? Mm-hmm. Not just in the realm of, of, of physical discipline, but just why are we doing what we are doing? And so as parents, if spanking our children does not feel good, if, if physically doing anything in a, as, a, as a way of disciplining our child does not feel good. Why are we doing it? And, you know, you, for me, I, my answer was just conditioning. That's, mm-hmm. just, you know, I did not spank my child. So I had to use yelling, right? Mm-hmm. My, my threshold was yelling in that regard. If, I, if it does feel good and I know what I know about my feelings and to honor my feelings and, to, you know, my own boundaries, do what feels good. If it doesn't feel good, don't do it, right? Mm-hmm. So why am I still doing it? And so for me, it all boils down to conditioning, right? And to what I experience, child, to what feels good, to what what feels like is is able to be done, just because that's my child, right? Mm-hmm. So, but it doesn't feel good ultimately. So why am I still doing it? And then and then really, really, instead of focusing on control controlling my external environment, controlling my child in that way, just using those moments to do the work on myself and to be like, Hey, this is a, this is my threshold. This is a, this is a, this is a place that I have not gone beyond, but I want to go beyond it. I want to take, I want to taste the fruits of going beyond this threshold. Um, so then just, then just making the choice, not needing anybody else to tell me to use that as an entryway into a magical experience with my child, knowing that that is my limit so far and that I want to expand beyond it. And, and so when it comes down to spanking and, and it's just, it, all it is, is you're no, what nobody's doing anything wrong. If anybody Mm -hmm. listening to this Mm -hmm. out there is, you know, spank their child before playing this, uh, podcast or does so in 20 minutes after listening. You're not, it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's just that you're making a choice and you're being invited and more, more than likely due to how you were raised. Mm -hmm. And it's just an invitation to ask you if it feels good and an invitation to, to look into and play with other options because every choice creates is, is what's creating your reaction and your future. So, you know, if it's not feeling good and you look at other options and you do another option that does feel good, you've just altered your reality. You've just mm-hmm. altered your future and your and your child's timeline drastically. So the the, you know, spanking where it comes from to me is a place of control, feeling like we we have to control, being raised by parents who we're under the assumption that a child is something to control. If, if nothing else is controllable in our lives, our children, mm-hmm. we can control that. And we're just being asked to right now step into right. acknowledging, acknowledging um, 
that there are other ways um, and and just using our relationships with our children and how we parent them to experience more freedom, right. you know, it's freedom, joy, and happiness and to, and to use our relationships um, in ways that the old paradigm didn't. Right. And yeah. So. And control is always based in, in some level of fear. And as we walk our spiritual yes. path, it's always about uprooting fear so that love, true unconditional love can flower and unconditional yes. love. Like I'm thinking about it in a parental relationship doesn't mean that you would never correct a child. Like unconditional love means that the spontaneity of wisdom would be able to come forth in the highest, like whatever that moment of interaction whether it's with the parent-child relationship or in any scenario, that spontaneity that comes forth is going to be on a higher timeline, the highest timeline for both people in that situation. And so what I imagine is that if you're looking at, if you're, I love these questions and I love that you put position them as an invitation because you're, you know, yeah. you're not here to say my, my way is right. Your way is wrong. You're no. here to say like, Hey, I'm on this path. And to me, it makes sense to uproot fear. And in doing so, what I've seen is that I've invited myself to question some of my actions, such as mm -hmm. in spanking and in whatever and yelling, cause you got to that threshold and then you start to ask questions and something mm -hmm. else I wanted to, to help the listeners kind of, kind of bridge a little something for them is like the threshold that I think you're referring to is that threshold that is a fear bound threshold. And so you're mm -hmm. like hitting up against that, that fear boundary within yourself and wanting to uproot it peel back the layer so that something new can come through. And so would you be in agreement? Like that's kind of what I'm saying is when you mean you're hitting a threshold and wanting to expand through it. Yes. Yes. Like you've hit that, you have reached that, um, that, that area, you have reached that threshold, that place within you where, you know, you're either going to do what you have been doing habitually that has mm -hmm. not really been giving you your preferred experience, mm -hmm. one of happiness, joy, and freedom and excitement, or, or you're going to just, just be with what comes up in that moment and choose something else that feels better. Mm -hmm. Therefore taking you into a whole different experience that is more preferred by you. So that threshold right there, mm -hmm. um, and so for at first for me, you know, there was yelling and they're working on that. And then, and then you start to, you start to expand and then there's always going to be a threshold and, mm -hmm. and, and no, and in my experience as a parent, you know, nobody is going to, um, show you, nobody has been uh, such a pro showing me <laughs> where my threshold is than my daughter, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you expand, you expand beyond the, the yelling for example, and then boom, you know, within 20 minutes, they're going to show you, okay, well, here's your next threshold. And it, and it just gets, it can, it's so beautiful to dance. Because <laughs> she, you know, our children hit the most subtle, you know, it's like, it's like our children are asking, it's like our children are saying, we're not just here to guide you to freedom a little bit. We're not just here to guide you into sovereignty a little bit. They're, they're like, no mom, we're here to take you all the mm -hmm. way, like all the way. Um, and I, that's, that's why, that. yeah, that's why the, the relate, the dynamic opportunity that we have as parents to, um, to, 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 
to shift our perception in a way that the generations before us haven't mm-hmm. is um, it's it's such a gift and it's such a blessing and it's so beautiful um, if we choose take it to take it on as such. Exactly, exactly. Which I love that mm-hmm. we're having this conversation because it's just putting out a choice for people. This those who tune in can can receive it and and kind of you know, think about it and see if it is something they want to take on. Something else mm-hmm. that I really love that you do is that you take this, the individual relationship of like you and the parent, or you and your child and really expand it out to like what is happening in the household that is then happening globally. Because just like Gandhi's mm-hmm. quote, we want to be the change we wish to see in the world. But so often we're trying to make these changes in the world when we haven't corrected what's even going on at the most micro level which would be in well first our relationship with ourselves, but then it would probably be a relationship with a child and so would you speak into that how you combine what's happening in the in the household with what's happening globally yeah so basically we want peace we want equality we want justice we want much in all of the different arenas globally, politically, in, in all, on all of these global scales. But if we are not experiencing that in our homes, if we are not experiencing that in the dynamics we have in, our, with, in the relationships we have with our children, then then the expectation that we have on a uh, you know larger level is um, it just you know I can't I cannot ex- I can't expect my I cannot expect peace on a on a huge level globally but I'm not. I'm not going within in my home. I'm not Mm -hmm. all of the many opportunities I have in my home to be peaceful. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like, and that is also why I love working with parents because, because, you know, that is how we create, in my opinion, (laughs) that's how we physicalize heaven on earth Mm -hmm. or that that peace on earth is starting, is starting at home. You know, Mm -hmm. if I go, you know, there's nothing wrong with protesting. There's nothing wrong with, with, with speaking, you know, using your voice in a way to what you want in this world for all. Mm -hmm. But then if I come back home and I still have any, and I'm still experiencing suffering in a relationship with my child, then that's where I get to do my work. And it's, it's sometimes it can seem like, you know, this isn't enough. We need more, but it is so enough. Mm -hmm. It is more than enough when we are, when we are working on any little, any little matter how subtle the suffering may be, when we are using our relationships with our children and the beings in our home to really, you know, to really work on ourselves within and how work on how we respond and the energy that we put out into the world in homes in our relationships with our children when we do that type of work and use our relationships and our in that way then we are doing so much to help the collective Mm -hmm. so much so much to help the collective so i mean is we start there like we start there 
we say, and if you're a parent, if you're a parent, you are helping co- the collective consciousness, you helping just, you are helping the world in the largest way because, you know, we're going to be gone. I'm 31 years old, you mm-hmm. know, we're all, we're all, you know, 30, 40, however old, and, you know, we're going to be gone and mm-hmm. our children are going to be what's here. Right. And so it's what we're doing with them. It's, it's the relationships, the containers that we have with them, that that is what's going to be left here. And, and so what are we leaving behind in that regard? And so the more work we do with our children, how we respond to so much as obstacles, but as magic as Mm -hmm. opportunities to experience freedom and magic in in our lives and to take that into the world. The more that we do that and use our relationships in that way, the, the, the more we push that energy and that frequency into the world. And, and we, and it's not that we, you know, we don't even have to wait to see the fruit of that. Like that's what's so beautiful Mm -hmm. with this work is you, you see, you see the fruits and the, you feel you reap the rewards of this work like very fast because of the amount of opportunities that you have with your child each day to expand. Mm -hmm. So your environment reflects that work very fast when you use it, use your child, when you use your relationship with your child in that way. I love this. I mean, I echo everything that you say. I usually just don't use the parent-child relationship. I use the relationship with self to echo mm-hmm. the same message of, you know, when we mm-hmm. have peace peace within, it shows without. But going with mm-hmm. with the fact that you're ushering in a new parent a new paradigm of parenting, this is exactly showing how it's occurring because as you're mm-hmm. raising a new as the parents adopt this new paradigm, bring in new, bring in children in that paradigm of really just learning, learning from a more spiritually accessible and harmonized way. That is how we will, like you said, create heaven on earth, because now hopefully the idea is that these souls that are coming up in the children are not going to have to peel back and undo as much because they would be coming up in a paradigm that is supporting peaceful living, supporting Mm -hmm. expression from their own sovereignty, from the desires of their heart, from their soul, however you want to phrase that. And that really, that is creating a clear shift, Mm -hmm. a complete pattern change. This is just not mm, like, uh, I know I've read, uh, I guess, different spiritual teachers talk about this, but fresh in my mind is thinking about how Krishnamurti talks about creating change in the world. You cannot, what he always says is you cannot, like, this is just an example, not specifically speaking to prisons, but you can't re, re, you can't reform a prison by just like changing the windows around. And the the whole idea is that so many of these movements are just shifting things around. They haven't really changed the root of where it's coming from. And to me, that's why a spiritual journey individually and as it's applied into all the relationships and things we do in the world is so important because it creates transformational change. It creates change from the root. And so I'm really excited that you've been called to to do this work in parenting and how like I, for me I've as I've been on my path it's always been kind of hard for me to narrow down to a I guess a night like a, a target market or an ideal client because I've always felt like so excited about the full picture that I was like well I can see how it applies here it applies applies here <laughs> applies here well was mm-hmm. when did the 
the parenting focus come for you? Was it just, you know, you were on your journey early, so it came as you became a parent? Or were you more generalized? And there was like this aha moment, like, whoa, parenting is the thing I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to focus on. (laughs) Yeah, this is a... (laughs) That's a beautiful, beautiful question, actually, because I, too, was, you know, had the, you know, moments of, oh, my God, I just want to be with everybody. Mm -hmm. And I just want to, you know, it wasn't just parenting, (laughs) but then um, I was, you know, as I continued to, you know, you know, as I continued on in in my pro in my own process, I started to, to realize, you know, that um, I was actually uh, healing and actualizing simultaneously by utilizing the relationship with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I was like, "Oh, this is it. <laughs> this, is, this is this is the this is the." Um, this is this is this is the this is the key because she's the key like Mm -hmm. our children are the key and that's um and again this is it's not that if you don't have a child everybody has their has their thing in their life and if Mm -hmm. used in a particular way Mm -hmm. is their key for me though you know it didn't it didn't click in you know immediately that it was my relationship with my daughter that was that was it for me that was the portal mm-hmm. for me and um, when I started to see it that way then and utilize it in that way then I was like oh my gosh our children are the key <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> our, oh my our children are the key and so um then it just naturally fell into like I want to work with parents like mm-hmm. I, I want to work with parents like yes I want to work with everybody I want to mm-hmm. be here for everybody and be available to everybody and it's not that when it comes to coaching and the, the partnership I do in my practice that I, that, that I, that I say no to the beings that ask for sessions with me. I don't have kids I right. don't at all. I don't, I don't, but I do specialize in, in, in being with parents, especially because a lot of the practices that I have created come from my own process. Mm-hmm. And so um, definitely beneficial to those who have alerts and, and, and children and it helps for people to find you it helps for people to realize oh I'm her client like that makes sense like you I really from my personal experience of being the reverse of not being able to to niche down I can see that when you are able to like say hey this is my ideal client that people can figure out you're for me (laughs) a little a lot Mm -hmm. easier Mm -hmm. and and of Mm -hmm. course you're you're your foundation applies to any situation. So you could help whoever, whether they're in a parenting relationship or not. And Mm -hmm. can also, how did the book come about? Mm -hmm. So the book came about funny. I had always, you know, my daughter was the first in both sides of my family, you know, for all generations prior to like, or that I'm aware of to not be, physically disciplined so you know mm-hmm. we before I had her a little after my mom and I would always joke around about her being the experiment because <laughs> just because just nobody had grown up you know we didn't we didn't know what we didn't know what that was going to look like um for that just not to be an option when it came down to her um be, d- discipline 
Mm-hmm. So after about, you know, when she turned about three years old and, you know, after there had been quite tantrums and quite a few episodes and four years old, even mm-hmm. after there had been many, many situations where I know that when I was that age, I, I got spanking, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely did want to write a book. I did. I did want to, I wanted to write a book. But I myself still had so much clearing to do before any clarity could come through mm-hmm. um, that I, I had an idea to and I would sit and I wouldn't get too far just because I had just had a lot of clearing still, deeply rooted beliefs and a lot of things that needed to be healed that she, of course, our relationship relationship and the way that um, the way that I learned to use our relationship allowed for. Mm-hmm. And so when I, um, I actually, when I, when I came in contact with Hema Harridan, mm-hmm. uh, and her course and the work that she's, the work that she was doing, um, it was actually my last couple weeks or so of participating in her course that just the, the so much came through and I had the clarity Mm -hmm. and, and when the book came through, that's when the book came through. Um, I had cleared so much and just, I, I was available. I was the most available I had ever been. Mm. And, um, so, so I was able to, to write that. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yes. And where and I can... had also integrated so right. much. So um, a, a few, yeah. A f- go ahead. No, no. Yes, go ahead. Oh, there's like just a tiny bit of a delay. And so I think we're catching each other on our comments oh, no, a little bit delayed. <laughs> where can people find the book? Is it is it on Amazon? Is it, do you have a website? Where, where do yes. people get the book? Yes. So you can get the book. It's a, you can get ebook or paperback on Amazon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's that's wonderful. And I really encourage people to check it out, like as parents out there, because again, this applies to that relationship and every other relationship in your life. And just to what, go back one more time, I'm going to think of something that you had shared on a post around spanking that kind of like made a little shift in myself the reason I keep coming back to it because I know the spanking paradigm is just so normal at least in my circles it's just like well that's just silly not the spank but um when I was reading one <laughs> when I was reading one of your posts I like the way mm-hmm. you put it where I think you said something to the effect of like well if someone would you like spank someone or grab them hard or shake them or yell at them if they were older like rather if they were an adult or if they were whatever and I was like oh my god yeah that like really clicks in for me so I wanted to make sure that we if you want to echo that or go into that a little bit more because I think I don't know I think that might just shake people a little bit yes yes and and you for being yeah I mean just simply put you know if my my partner comes in the house right now and you know, they do something that I don't care for too much. Right. Or Mm -hmm. they catch me and they say something, then they catch me in a moment of irritation. I, you know, I'm frustrated. I'm annoyed. Like, can I go over there and slap them? You know, in, in most, in most States, um, I know I, I was 
residing in the state of Georgia. And in that state, when it comes down to um, uh, domestic violence, they're at a point now with the law where if you hit a partner and you and the police are called, they don't sit there to try to listen to the story. They mm-hmm. arrest you both. You know, mm-hmm. that's how far they take, you know, situations like that. Right. And so but the, the the thing is, we we just feel we feel like we we can do that with our children. Mm-hmm. And because of how we've been raised and because it's been allowed for so long, you know, mm-hmm. and what I'm just inviting us all into is 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 to not wait for there to be a law that says you can't do it. Just to just just to tap into how it feels to do it. Oh, does it feel good? And then to not do it. And then and then, of course, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but you have support. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what I'm just part of why I'm what I'm here to do. And what I'm what I'm saying is you have support and there are other ways. And and you can heal, actualize, and realize all at once with, use, with using the other ways that are now available to you, the tools and the resources that are available to you to use those moments where you might use physical discipline or where you might scream and yell. Mm-hmm. There are ways to like step in more freedom and, and happiness and joy using using what you perceive as obstacles at this time with your relation in your relationship with your child, and that you know. We don't have to, we're, we don't, we're, we're, I, we're not taking spanking into the future. And mm-hmm. I, it, I just don't, see we're taking it, <laughs> right. taking it further down the road, too far down. So, right. um, I love that. Yeah, I wanted so you to, I just wanted to, there's two- yeah, I just wanted to go back over <laughs> that because I just think that that is a good, like little jog of the kind of like a perceptual jog of the mind of like oh my god yeah that is such conditioned in us that we just accept it but we would never do it in this other scenario so what would you mind sharing just a couple of tools or things that that have worked for you or that you offer your clients when you're working with them that that do offer another way to to redirect yeah Yeah, definitely. And, and and before I offer these, I do add again as a disclaimer, you know, I did mention it a bit earlier in the conversation, but I do want to want to say that again, if you're yelling at your child, if you're spanking your child, if you're putting your child in timeout, you are not doing anything wrong. You are an amazing parent. You are a, an amazing being. It's just that if it's not feeling good, mm-hmm. then it's just an invitation to do something. And, and that there is support for doing different and, and, and living a life that reflects that the changes that you choose to make if you choose to make them. If you listen to this and choose to continue doing whatever you're doing that doesn't feel good, that's okay too. And that's right. your choice too. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that, you know, for many, many years, we have not been having these conversations for many, many years. Conversations on spanking is kind of taboo. And it's like, you, you just, that's just what we do as parents. And we're not going to talk about anything else. And, you know, it's just right now is a time that we're opening up to uh, different, just different options, mm-hmm. different things that are available to us. So I just wanted to state that like sure. there is no right or there is no right or wrong in this. It's just your choice, and you know, there's you no know. shame game in any of this. And like no, that, is, that no. is that is the big point. Is like in, yes. in this deeper spiritual work, 
when we start to yes. offer ideas, there's no shame around. Like no. you're not going to create a fear racket of shame to get someone to do what you want because it's the more spiritual thing to do or the right thing to do. Right. So I love that you're very clear and you're very grounded in um, in the deeper path to to not get caught up in that. And I love that you offered that disclaimer for for people as well. Yes. Um, but as far as things that are available, you know, I have a, a free tension release worksheet, um, which is a transformative worksheet that relieves tension in moments of resistance with our children, but also it allows us to dive deep into the root of the resistance, which leads to an awareness of the belief that we're holding um, in those moments that are that's no longer serving us and actually is what's causing the looping in the past um, and behaviors that we no longer want to carry with us in, into our experience with children and ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then I also offer uh, a parent empowerment workbook, um, which actually provides and parent, which which provides ten practices that can be used in moments of resistance with our children. Very powerful if nice. used. Um, mm-hmm. Ten practices and also seven breakthrough worksheets. Worksheets that take parents into deep self inquiry. Mm. Um, so that have that. That's the parent empowerment workbook that's, that's available. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to uh, yeah make it to where the anyone who's listening to this and is called to go and get that empowerment workbook and they're listening specifically to this episode, they can get it for seventy uh, for fifty five percent off. Oh, wonderful! That's awesome. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And also, there's a free parent empowerment course teachable that is also free yes you offer so many great resources that's amazing that you offer them for free you're helping to usher in this new paradigm the best way you know yes so those are free and then if you take the free e-course you can also have a um a a clarity call with me a parent empowerment session with me for free for for a 20-minute session with me um for free as well if you can the free e-course on teachable so those are the free resources that are available. And then of course, um, there, what is not free is working with me six weeks minimum. Mm-hmm. I don't, I do, I do containers um, mm-hmm. of, of, of six weeks minimum. You can extend to about as long as six months for right now. So. Oh, that's wonderful. And mm-hmm. I will have that all linked in the show notes. In in general, I know that we're connected on Instagram and Facebook. So I imagine your mm-hmm. your link on Instagram links to yes. all of this. And do you have a website as well? And yes. I, I can share that in the show notes as well. And yes. For So people look her up on social yes. media. She's, what is it, at Michelle Bowen. Is there like an underscore? There is okay. underscore at the end, right? So it's on Instagram. It's at Michelle Bowen underscore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, also on Instagram is um, at your child is your guide. Okay. I got and you. then um, the website is Michelle Bowen coaching. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the website is Michelle Bowen coaching.com. That's wonderful. Um, I will definitely have that in the show notes so people can reference that and get in, get in touch with you. And, I think that's probably we've covered quite a bit. Is there anything else that you would want to add before we kind of wrap it up? 
Um, hmm. <laughs> Left it open-ended. No, beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> great. Well, yeah, I, beautiful, grateful. Well, thank you, Michelle. To have been for- here and been able to have this conversation. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on as well and just to to be friends. I know we haven't met in person, but, you know, it feels like it energetically when we're sharing on Instagram and everything like that. It feels like, you know, someone for Mm -hmm. sure. And just for a fun thing, I didn't really say where you were even calling from, but you mentioned earlier you're from Georgia. I think you're based out of Atlanta, but currently you're actually in Eastern Europe for extended travel. Mm -hmm. You're and where I'm. I looked yeah. up the country. I didn't actually know the country. Yeah. <laughs> Share where you're calling in from. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling in from Montenegro. Yes, we are in the country, beautiful, beautiful country of Montenegro right now in Eastern Europe for the moment. That's beautiful. So that's where we are. That's wonderful. I'm I'm seeing the beach pictures on on social media. It does look beautiful. And you're traveling with Hema, as we mentioned earlier, and her team as Mm -hmm. a part of her team. Mm -hmm. I'm sure just bringing so much light to the area Mm -hmm. and and doing interesting work there as well. Yes. Well, thank you again for coming on. Yep. I appreciate the work you're doing in the world. I'm yep. excited for the fun stuff. Yeah, I'm excited for the, the the paradigm shift, the specific one that you're focusing on through the parent relationship, parent child relationship. And I guess we will go ahead and wrap it up for wrap up the interview. So thank you again. The music on the podcast is a song I fell in love with called We Are the Love We Give by Imaginary Future. It's available everywhere music is sold.